This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. Today in the virtual studio, I'm speaking with a pair of houseplants. Paul Noonan has fronted <laughs> one of Ireland's most successful independent bands, Bellix One, for the last 100,000 years, and he's looking pretty fresh for an owl lad. And Dahi is best known as a producer. His most recent album, Lost, was released in 2019, and it opens with the track Take the Wheel, which features Paul Noonan on vocals. Something obviously clicked during that collaboration because now the two of them have formed houseplants. And what's with all the pine is their debut release. How are you, lads? Good, yeah. Not doing too badly. Not doing too badly. Oh, good, man. Excellent. Paul, what do you look for in a musical collaborator? <laughs> wow. Uh, punctuality and uh, <laughs> a nice way with a frying pan. Um, no, I, I mean... It, it's 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 good it's good to make music. I've always um, loved working with whomever feels like it's a it's a good fit. Like I, the 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 take to the wheel track that we that we made for for Dahi's uh, last record was 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 um, Dahi had sent me a, a bunch of tracks and I just I immediately reacted to 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 this beautiful piece of music that 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 he had which was it's it's quite a it's quite a different thing to 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 both the rest of that record and to the houseplant stuff in that it's quite an ethereal uh beatless uh quite evocative um piece of music that um i think there's there's a lot of kind of samples of you dahi on the ferry to france and stuff on isn't that right and i don't know for some reason it just i i I envisaged I envisaged the sort of last helicopter out of Saigon sort of vibe. I kind of me <laughs> clinging on to the to the helicopter as it's kind of span off into 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 uh, into the air. So I, I kind of riffed on that theme for a bit, and it became this because the, again there were sounds what sounded like sort of rotor blades in what Dahi had sent me, and I kind of uh, went out uh, ran with that a bit, and and and. And envisaged like dropping pamphlets of propaganda on the on the on the population and stuff. So I, I you know, it. it I, I try not to sort of. I mean, you know, I I, I can think myself into knots about w- w- how things happen, but inevitably the best things happen when you're not thinking about it a whole lot. Um, but it, by by way of a long winded answer, uh, I I I love what Dahi had been doing and I and I with with this bunch of songs starting the house plans project um was a tune that I had kicking around for quite a while and wanted to do something with and I thought about what a lovely uh collaboration we had had those couple of years ago so it all, and also in this moment of a year and a half of not doing a whole lot of making music and not seeing a whole lot of like-minded souls really of 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 um not making you know reaching out to other musicians it was a way of kind of saying hello sending mm. dahi this song and and uh, and seeing what he thought so that that was the genesis of it mm. and dahi the kind of similar question to you because you you've worked with many many people down throughout the years you generally work a lot with vocalists on, on your tracks yeah. what do you look for in a collaborator 
like I, I don't know it was kind of interesting because on my own kind of solo stuff uh the the kind of collaboration thing kind of started out of like a kind of a necessity because I can't sing at all I'm rubbish at it so like now would you go away <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't sing at all. So, like, I was always kind of like, I was like, oh, well, I can make all these, like, amazing sounds and I can build all these synthesizers and, like, put all these sounds in and stuff. And that's all fine. But, like, it's all going to be ruined if I don't have a really good vocalist on the top of it. So, like, the Dahi stuff and my own, my, my own solo stuff is kind of very much based around this idea where it's like, well, if I can get this amazing vocalist on top of stuff, then it adds this, like, whole other level to the whole thing. And that was one of my favorite things is that, like, you know, I would kind of create the like about 80% of a track and then I would send it to somebody and they'd come back and they would put like the final sign off on it, the final seal, and it would suddenly become a song. And that was always really amazing with the Dahi stuff. The Houseplant stuff was really different though, because it's kind of the first time um, that I've really properly kind of worked with somebody from the ground up, if you know what I mean? Like when we started, we we had one track that we were working on and uh, we had kind of built kind of different parts of it. And there was this kind of thing where you would, you would feel like you would finish the version of the track and then you would send it to the other person and the other person would come back and it would be almost completely reimagined again. And it would just be like layered on top of each other, us going over and back and over and back. And it kind of became apparent very, very quickly that it had its own sound that was like really different to my stuff and really different to Paul's stuff. So it was kind of like, a, it, it really started becoming clear that there was like a kind of a, a thing that was greater than the sum of its parts is what I kind of say but like it was it was just kind of it felt like this its own thing very much so it kind of it was pretty vital that we kind of made it into its own kind of band you know and I mean like it's a very kind of there's when you on the on the surface of it it's a very simple idea you know it's like it's kind of you know it has a lot of dancey elements but it's built around this kind of band sound it's very very loose there's a lot of kind of like live drums and and everything's kind of feels very kind of loose and and kind of real and live and sounds like you've just kind of pressed record and the stuff just starts happening um and that's the big push for it i think and uh yeah it's come across really well and i'm super excited about it yeah i, I didn't realize it was live drums because uh, i had kind of almost you know naively assumed that most of this was recorded in the box as they say no yeah and, yeah so and, who, so who did the drums, Paul? Did you do the the drums on this? Yeah, mo- on most of the tracks. Uh, I'm trying to think. There are a couple of don't have live drums, but for like eight out of ten of them, I think pretty much it's it's me in my little studio with with kind of a couple of microphones, nothing particularly fancy. But it's again, it's 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 the marriage of that with with Dahi's beats with with quite very specific kick drums. That he was <laughs> salivating over at the start of the process, going, um, and then that's that's kind of it, it threaded through the record. That that sound, that that particular blend of the of the electro uh, programmed stuff, and 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 me sort of sloppily kind of weaving around it. Yeah. So, it, it, but that's what gives you that kind of techno organic sound. You mm, know, it, yeah. it, it does. It does sound organic electronic, and I know that's an oxymoron, but. I mean, Dahi, I've always thought of your music that way. And Paul, to be honest with you, when you start thinking about, when when I think about Bellix One, I immediately think of a band, but you guys have always been using electronics and even on on your own stuff that you've released as well, your solo stuff, you, you seem quite comfortable with the technology and that type of sound. Yeah. Would I, mean, I be correct always, in that? We've always been a banging techno unit, you know, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we tend to, I think somebody described us as like 
uh, Bell X One is it's like tofu. You know, it's pretty tasteless on its own, but you kind of you they've always got some interesting flavors thrown in there, <laughs> <laughs> which which I don't know how to take that. Wow, <laughs> Whoa, that, that, that's a passive aggressive comment if ever if ever I, mean, I heard yeah, one. Yeah, I, I would block whoever said that pretty quickly. Like, yeah, they're leading you astray, man. No, but we've all. I think I think in some ways it's 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 not it's held us back maybe a little bit. The fact that we kind of were stylistically a little all over the shop and we get excited about new toys and new sounds and we, we but I, I like to think of it as the songwriting is often quite traditional. Uh, but we, we, we like to dress the songs for quite differently from record to record, you know, be, be it a sort of acoustic ish thing with brass or be it, uh, somebody's found, you know, when we, you know, 10, 15 years ago when Contact first came out and, you know, using computers uh, and, and using soft synths and, and samplers became became a big thing. And I think, I, think, I think it's always good to run with excitement about a new toy because that sort of childish excitement uh, about, thing, about something is very attractive and is very infectious. Uh, when, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're discovering an instrument and you're just kind of dicking around with it and you can't really play it that well, but, but that, I think that, that sort of naivety can be really appealing in music. Where did the name Houseplants come from? <laughs> well, we focus grouped the shit out of it. <laughs> we really Between did. the two of us <laughs> and our extended love, loved ones. Yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, people love to read into it going, oh, is it a, you know, is it you talking about sort of nurturing something that's maybe restricted in a, in a, in a indoor uh, uh, alien environment and it's about <laughs> keeping that alive. And, sure, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever you feel but like. It, I mean, it's, it's a friendly sounding thing and I've always been a big fan of Mr. Miyagi from uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, was it some sort of like play on COVID or something like that, that you're just these things living at home? Or again, maybe I'm just reading way too much into it. it. Like it definitely, like it has like 20 different meanings that you could totally just like post rationalize down onto it and stuff. Like at, at the end of the line, like, I mean, so I mean, Bellex one I've been going for years and I've gone on my, under my own name, Dahi as well. So like we, I've never come up with a, like a band name before. And oh my God, it is so hard in this <laughs> oh, day yeah. and age. Like, like you'll go on and you'll go like, oh, okay, well, how about we call it the teacups? And then you go on Spotify and you find this like DJ teacups and like teacups <laughs> with two sevens and like all sorts of like millions of different names. So it's like impossibly hard to find a name that like suits, that feels good, but that also isn't like already used. So it's, it's so difficult. I don't, I don't envy anybody coming up with a new band name. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's always, <laughs> one of the biggest sources of arguments uh, down oh, through man. the years with musicians, yeah. I'm sure. sure. Um, so if COVID hadn't happened, would houseplants have happened? Good question. Uh, it is a good question. I, I, I like to think that it, it would at some stage. I think I've always wanted to make this kind of record. Um, and, you know, we've, when I say and when I say this kind of record, it it is it is it's dance music, but it's it is kind of or, it is organic, and it's it's a euphoric, uh, blow the cobwebs off thing as opposed to being being something anything, kind of, more ethereal or or trance like. It has a sort of there's an earthiness to it, mm. uh, and it was really. It was a real. It was really easy, and it was a really um, satisfying thing to be able to express 
that you know with to dahi and and to, to for for us to get each other in terms of what we were making hmm. uh, and land in a in a in a in a, in a in a sweet spot that I think we're both really happy with. Um, and as Dahi was saying earlier, it's like the, the back and forth between us. You stop seeing the seams where one of us had 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 ended and the other had picked up. You know, and he's, mm. we we've gone back and listened to the sort of where we started with a couple of things recently, and and we're kind of really surprised at the journey they had taken. You know, um, so I mean, obviously things would be very different if if COVID hadn't happened. But you know, I think it's a bit of a case if my aunt had a prick she'd be my uncle <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i i think like it definitely it probably would have happened for sure but it probably would have sounded different like the 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 temptation i'd say would be that you'd get to a certain point when writing this stuff and then kind of going okay let's do like a studio or let's go off and spend like two weeks and do this together and stuff so i think the sound of houseplants is very much built around like this idea of, you know, one person will take it and just run with it for a while and then the next person will take it and add this extra piece. And you kind of, there's like a very, it feels very different to a thing where if we were in the same room, it, it I think it, it feels like there was a lot more kind of thought put into each time that you'd send it to the next person. Because in like a studio or in a normal room when you're playing with somebody, there's like a kind of an energy that you're rolling with all the time and people tend to kind of move pretty fast and kind of decide stuff. Whereas there was a bit of like a, a kind of like a you know you would finish a section of a song you'd finish a version of you go okay like i have to get this to a certain level before i send it to the other mm. person and then you, that person would send it back and it would have like it would have a little bit more than you would expect over like each time that would come over and back so i think the sound would have been uh fairly different and we probably wouldn't have gotten our kind of our rules down you know what i mean like there was kind of all this like you know should have like these live kind of sloppy drums with like a good kick underneath and then you know that would have only come from me like getting the drums back and going oh these are so cool but it'd be great to put this in with it or whatever so i think the sound would have been different but uh yeah it would, it would have happened eventually i'd say i'd say it probably is a happy accident as well that you're remote because i'd say if paul heard you describe his drums as sloppy while he was there <laughs> you might get a belt across the face <laughs> um, on the on the right side of sloppy and we're lucky enough to have our sort of our, our, our caves our respective yeah. caves that, and 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 to be like dahi's far more uh um skilled in this sense but that we can we can do the recording end of things we 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 can whereas that you know when i when we started out as the band and you know 20 25 years ago it, we, that end of things would have been really intimidating and there were mm. there were there were a lot more sort of um defined roles that you know you, you didn't engineer your own music that you know, studios were intimidating <laughs> places and uh that was not your domain whereas i think it's an essential part of the skill set now and to, to be able to do that it's because also you can you can craft you can get to where you hear things in your mind if you can mm. if you know what eq or compression or you know mic gain to use so it's a really um artistically valuable skill as well for sure do you find it freeing to be able to record yeah do you mean yeah you, yeah do you find like or to be I don't want to say master of your own destiny because that's that's not for but but to be to be more in control than what you say about in previous where you just walked in and somebody else was you know doing the engineering for it. 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 technology in in some you know it, it's been very empowering on on the one hand, as in you can make perfectly serviceable records on a laptop now, uh, and um, whereas it, it, on the other hand, and it's something we've suffered with as a band a, a couple of times, where everybody is doing that at home on their kitchen table, <laughs> and it's just a mess. And there's no <laughs> end in sight. And whereas a couple a couple of records ago, we took we we had two weeks in a, in a traditional studio with two two fantastic producers, and we knew we had to have have it done in that in that time. And that was also a a, a great um, those those limitations were really good for us at the time. So I think it, it, it's a dub, it's a bit of a double edged sword. Mm. But I mean, ultimately, though, it's it is it is incredibly empowering to be able to make records like this ourselves and put them out ourselves as well. Yeah, for for me, it's like it's all I've ever known completely. <laughs> Not really, like I'm barely ever in a studio at all. Like when I was kind of coming up, it was kind of becoming pretty apparent that like if you were going to be a musician full time, like you wouldn't be able to rent out a studio. Like it's just not going to happen. Mm. You'd have to learn how to do this stuff yourself and kind of just get the gear together. And I mean, literally the only way I would have become a full-time musician was basically just learning the stuff on my own, getting the gear that I need and, and building that up. And I think like at the moment, that's definitely the reality for, for most musicians who are kind of coming up too. you know. I was interviewing another couple of musicians last week and who recorded some stuff remotely via distance and kind of invoked the Postal Service. I don't know if you remember that band from yeah. Yeah. back in the early days. I mean, I I love that album and it's become kind of strangely prescient over the last number of years. And that COVID or no COVID is, is irrelevant. Just that idea about people collaborating remotely and sending each other bits. Obviously, I mean, mm. they were sending st- tapes in the post, yeah. hence the name. I'm, I'm assuming you're sending stuff, you know, via some internet transfer system and et cetera, <laughs> et cetera. Um, I, I'm kind of intrigued as to what technology you actually use, though. I'm just because I'm a big nerd. I'm into this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, generally what would happen would be, uh, so let's say um, I have kind of a rough idea of maybe like a synth and a couple of kick drums and maybe one or two melodies with something else or something like that. And I would basically send all those separate um, sounds, all those separate samples in a in a kind of a file. And then Paul would be able to put them into his um, DAWR as like his kind of program that he uses for making music. And then he would good parts add different parts himself and then like kind of build his own idea out of that then he'd send it back and i'd do the same again and essentially it was just like you know you would get this kind of email with a download file of like all these amazing like separate sounds and you'd be able to go through them and pick out the stuff that you really like and kind of build from there you know and that was that was basically how most of it works which is it's it was actually a really really nice way of of kind of recording because you'd get all these like little surprises it was like getting your own kind of sample pack every so often which was great you know yeah and as as possibly as a signifier of the generational divide uh (laughs) dahi is a is a is an ableton all the way guy and I'm old yeah. school pro, I'm old, old school pro tools so we'd have to bounce out stems <laughs> yeah, from versions. those sessions every time we did anything <laughs> go through time like time traveling like <laughs> this, but this that's, is, yeah no but that's Sorry probably good though because that's that's the way the way you're describing the thought process that went into it it's not like you're just in the studio let's just try it oh that didn't work obviously mm. you had to pause and reflect and think does this work before you'd send it back to the next person? So there is, there is a thoughtfulness there, you know, yeah, and maybe sure, yeah. having, having those barriers, like, like 
using Pro Tools or Ableton and having to kind of manually import stuff is prob- probably work to your advantage. Absolutely. Like, I mean, for sure. I mean, it's definitely like really ingrained in the sound, right? Because like, you know, I would come up with a couple of synth lines because that would be my comfort zone. And then I would send it to Paul and Paul would add like drums and maybe a guitar or like, you know, proper piano or like some amazing vocals and stuff like that. Stuff that I would never go to first and that Paul would go to first. So then like I would get back this stuff that I would never go near. Mm. So that like, and and that's really the the absolute kind of singular point of why houseplants was kind of different from my own stuff is that you were getting like these, these, these ideas that you would never in a million years think of and then get it back, you know? So even the fact that both of our kind of musical, both influences and how we write and stuff was so wildly different was a, was a massive leap up, you know, it was great. Excellent. So with houseplants, We've only heard one track so far. What's what's with all the pine? Or certainly that's all I've heard. And the way you're talking about it is that it sounds like th- there's there's an album or, or an EP there. Is that correct? Full album. Yeah. Full album. Full album. And Full when album. do you think we might hear that? Uh, hopefully within the year. That's the plan anyway. Uh, yeah. Hopefully in the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, 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 something we joked about throughout the process was oh man this is this is this is a you know we don't want to make a lockdown record here everyone is going to be making a lockdown record <laughs> it's the last thing people are going to want yeah, to hear yeah. but yeah. i think ultimately we kind of have to lean into that a little bit because it is it's very much of yeah. this moment not that it's uh, angsty or or speaks to the to the sort of fog of anxiety and 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 the, and the legitimate fears around everything but i think more as a as a reaction to that and sort of wanting to sort of punch through that and, and, and blow the cobwebs off and off. And in some ways that's, it's a sort of wistful yearning for sweaty packed rooms or like late night festival slots and, and that sort of communal joy of those, of those spaces, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it, we want to get it out while, (laughs) while the memory's fresh or while, while, you know, we're going to put out another song in a couple of weeks time and then another in another month after that and then hopefully the record you know i think we'll still it'll st- still be you know you know we are making our way out of this obviously at the moment but i think um it won't be something that will remind people of how awful it was <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah i mean the the we are we're super super excited for the kind of the live aspect of it as well you know so like we're going to be using hopefully like a full band to play this kind of stuff and it's kind of going to be a big proper party thing so what i'm hoping for is that we get this moment where we just get into live gigs and uh houseplants are there to to set up the party basically so that's <laughs> yes. what i'm hoping for <laughs> that was going to be my next question is is this something that 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 you'll tour you know or that that you'll play live yeah it's screaming for that like i mean mm. once once you hear some more of the tracks and stuff as well it's like it's such a kind of a party thing like i mean one of my kind of production rules and ideas for houseplants was just it was like paul noonan's in a darkened room and he's singing and then like suddenly out of nowhere like a disco ball just f- like descends from the roof and it's like party time and that squashes was like the him. absolute one of the push squashes him yeah exactly <laughs> uh so that's the big like push so i mean it, it i think the whole record will lend itself so much to a kind of a live performance stuff and you know i think there's a real appetite for that in ireland as well people love live live dance music as well you know so uh, yeah we, and we, we, we were lucky enough to record a live set in Connolly's and mm. lep there um just before christmas yeah uh, 
that was that was taped beautifully by the guys there and um we've there's a live version of what's with all the pine that's out already from it but we did four or five songs i think and mm. you know they'll they'll come out in time and it's it 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 conveys how the live thing will feel i think really well for sure yeah yeah well without wanting to kind of blow too much smoke up your arse i've i've seen both of you performing live in your various guises down throughout the years and you've always been very impressive you've never kind of you're not the kind of people i think who would turn up and just look at your shoes and you know <laughs> walk off stage so i'd be very intrigued to hear what the house plants sound like and what the gig what the experience is like when it comes so uh, yeah touch wood, so, that's not so, so, so exciting yeah <laughs> is it <laughs> Is it? Are you going to put two house plants? Are you going to you're going to pitch one on either side of the stage? <laughs> it could be like yeah, yeah. B- between two ferns five. Yes, you know ferns. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or or it could be a kind of a daft punk thing. Perhaps it's just two house plants at the front and yeah. the year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is Mysterious it really them? Plant faces. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, if if I could briefly ask you just about some kind of some of your own kind of solo stuff that you've been getting up to over the last while, Paul, you we're doing loads of streams loads of lots of little concerts uh, we watched a number of them with the kids they were great fun ah brilliant uh, yeah it was really good fun i mean is is how how did right as as a a working musician and a gigging musician what how did you find that what was the transition to these <laughs> these streams where you get no feedback from the audience or no instant feedback um how how, yeah, how did um, you find it so yes, I so we we here at home with the kids. I started a live stream called uh, the Electric Kazoo mm-hmm. uh, in lockdown, um, and it was partly I have I had recently finished um, a course in music therapy in UL, um, and when lockdown happened, I was in the middle of a placement in a in a school here in the inner city in Dublin, and it, it was a pretty brutal end to that placement. So. As a way of staying in touch with the kids, I started this live, this Facebook live stream, um, and let the school know that it was happening, and the kids would tune in, and and it sort of grew legs from there. You know, it it uh, it you know lots of people started tuning in, and and we got offers to do actual shows. We did we did <laughs> Dublin Fringe Festival last year, and we did a couple of like bigger online things like the Babaro Children's Festival in Galway, and um in in terms of sort of and and it did. We we try to make it as interactive as possible in that we would react to comments in li- in, in in real time, but we'd also ask beforehand. We'd ask kids to send us drawings and pictures along a particular theme, and then we would make up goofy songs about them and uh, and give them shout outs and do birthdays and do, you know, I think it it kids in particular and then people would send me videos of the kids reacting to seeing their work on the screen and just the sort of like head blown factor <laughs> when a kid sees us singing a song, name checking them, their picture, a bit of a story about their friends. And I think that's, that's really, it's really beneficial for kids in this moment to, to, to feel seen and, and spoken to in that way, you know? It's fascinating what you're talking there about the music therapy. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, it's a huge area. We don't have time to get into it now, but I'd love to pick your brain about that at some stage in the future because there is yeah, an interesting right. discussion to be had about the the healing benefits of music. So some friends of mine are involved in in that down this neck of the woods as well, and I'm always blown away by the stories that they have uh, about it. Um, 
Dahi, I read an article there uh, a few months back. It could have been six months. It could have been a year ago. I, time has no meaning anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it was about it was about your residential studio space. Yeah, that's right. Beekeepers. Yeah. Yeah, and like that again. It. <laughs> How's that been? <laughs> That's all I can ask you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Like when when uh, when the lockdown kind of came into effect, it was kind of the first time that I wasn't doing like a gig a weekend, basically. So I had all this time and stuff. And in my mind for years and years and years, I was always like, right, when I get older and I'm not gigging as much, I really want to do this thing where like I kind of set up a house where people can go to in the West of Ireland to kind of write music because that was all I ever did. You know, I never went to studios. I was like rented some rundown place in Ackle and like worked there for two weeks or whatever. And I was like, it'd be so cool to have somewhere like just a really simple house where people could bring their own musical gear, just set up in a really beautiful location and uh, and set it up. So I got the chance to kind of take over this really beautiful house uh, in the burn in Clare. Um, and myself and my partner, Norma, we, we kind of built the whole thing together and kind of did it all up and set it up so that it would be really perfect for has like a bare bones kind of studio setup where there's like speakers and a couple of mics and stuff like that and uh we were really looking forward to because it's like such a gorgeous place and then we put it up and it's just exploded it's been hugely hugely successful i couldn't believe how how much kind of it just became very clear that loads of musicians were looking for this exact thing that they weren't like looking for you know okay we have five hours in the studio we have to finish this now at this time people much rather now would like go for like a week and relax in some area and kind of no pressure and create their own music in a kind of a really nice environment so i mean it's been going really really well we've been kind of pretty much booked up solid now we're going to be booked up until about november um we've had some incredible artists go down saint sister and the scratch and honus and a whole lot of different people are kind of working down there and uh yeah it's been amazing to do and just really really good during the lockdown to kind of have something where you know as a musician at that time you were kind of feeling a little bit useless you were kind of you know you kind of you're like well all of these skills that i've learned for years and years and years are kind of useless at this moment so for me it was like oh okay i'm able to go out and actually fix something with my hands or like do some gardening or like you know paint something and it was something that like i could actually do which was hugely beneficial for me at the start for sure you know so yeah it was great excellent that's wonderful. I wish you all the best with that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it sounds amazing. Um, the houseplants, if somebody wants to find out more about year project, what's the best place to go? Or what's the best place to visit? Probably our Spotify, I guess, or our Instagram is probably pretty good as well. Um, if you just search houseplants on Instagram, we're kind of the first thing that comes up. Um, and uh, we're basically on all the digital platforms and we're on YouTube and stuff like that as well. Um, we've one single up so far. There's going to be another one coming in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, there'll just be plenty more as the as the year goes on. Fabulous. Um, so Houseplants, What's With All The Pine, that's available now. I said there's more on the way. Check them out on Instagram and hopefully there will be, you know, an album before the end of the year and hopefully some gigs as well, which really will be a wonderful thing. I'll see you down the mm -hmm. front for that. Actually, one last quick question. The title, What's With All The Pine? <laughs> Is that a dig at your <laughs> Bell X1 bandmate, Dave Garrity, for his project, Join Me In The Pines? Oh, damn you. I've been rumbled. <laughs> is this he kind of sending each other like coded messages through songs? Yeah, yeah. We're starting yeah. a beef. Yeah, exactly. like diss messages, diss songs, huh? It's, it's a diss. Yeah, we're going to do diss tracks <laughs> from here on in. Yeah. That's how we build. That's how we, that's how we do. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, it, 
it it's uh it it did i think dave's um join me in the pines uh project is 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 uh we we were talking we 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 would watch as a band we would watch the sopranos episode it's called pine barons <laughs> Yeah, I know the oh, one. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, amazing. He's uh, interior he designer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I mean I I, I know that it, it, that was sort of a reference for him. That was a reference to uh, to to that uh, to that Sopranos episode. But um, what what's with all the pine? Like as Dahi knows, you know, all these bungalows in the west of Ireland, head to toe in pine. It was, so it's bizarre. It's, <laughs> It's you know it's 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 a it's a gentle uh, uh, um, ribbing I suppose for uh, the sort of judginess that goes around our Zoom backgrounds. I mean, he's, he's look at Dahi there. He's got the keywords very tastefully it's angled. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to clean they're up that mess on the bed there. They're, they're not even real. Like they're just made of cardboard. Like it's just made me look really good. You know. <laughs> Awesome. Well, lads, listen, thanks so much for taking the time to speak today. Uh, House Plants, What's With All The Point is available now. New stuff coming soon. Check them out on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Thanks very much, Rob. Cheers. Two hours of homegrown music. Irish Beats. On Beat.